Here we I go. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this movie. I'm also so excited to talk about this movie with you two. Oh. oh. I like how he's trying to like hijack. I like how he's trying to hijack my show. No. Oh, here. I- he's over here like. I want to talk about this thing now, so hurry up and Pre-intro. start the thing. I'm just excited to go. Let's let's talk about it because mm-hmm. I value your opinions and yours mm-hmm. as well, Josh. I value your opinions and yours as well. Hurtful. <laughs> okay, let's go. I'm just I just like seeing y'all. Yeah, hey. it's nice. What's up, fandom? I'm Josh. And, and I'm, I'm Jason. Oh shoot. Jason, how many of these have you been on? You're uh, basically a co-host. Okay, yeah, that's true. So, uh, so we're joined once again by Jason Simpson. Hey. And Tom from Nerd. I'm sorry, Tommy. Oh. Tommy from Nerd on the podcast. So oh. I that just like spiked my audio something crazy. I'm gonna have to change, like fix that later. Uh, so what's up, guys? It's been a hot minute has been um and it's so nice seeing you guys and honestly we we're just talking about this where i was just like you know talking to some cool people that i've met on the internet man our parents yeah. were so wrong right <laughs> and then and then he came on this show That's so right, yeah. it was fun <laughs> short-lived <laughs> but no it was it's good to see you guys I, I think we haven't spoke or done the show a show together since what was it? Shang- I know Shanghai Moon. It was Shanghai Moon, but what was it? We were just talking about TV shows. That that sticks with me. That sticks me too. to Shanghai my Moon's ribs. a phenomenal. It needs to be made. <sighs> me too. Me but too, but just too. the moment, the magic. I felt yeah. like the stars aligned. We all had heart and star eyes towards each other. It was that's right. I, I, it was one of my favorite podcast moments. Well, uh, what you got there, Jason? This is uh, Fresca, Canadian Club, and some Pina Colada mix. Nice. Ooh. I thought it was one of those uh, Johnny Johnny Margos or whatever it's called. Whoa! Uh, I don't remember. I don't the, know what that, I'm Canadian. I don't know what that is. It's it's the clam juice tomatoes oh, tomato come, thing. Come on. What's that called again? Come on. I for, I, I legitimately <laughs> forgot what it was called. Okay, let's get this straight. A vodka and a clamato is a Caesar. Caesar is a clamato is the term that I was. Yeah. Clam and tomato a juice. Clamato and a beer. Is a red eye. Red eye. Okay. A real red eye has a raw egg in it, but let's not get crazy. I'm down. Yeah, it's good. It's I'll try good. everything. It's good. As someone who doesn't drink alcohol, like it makes it hard to. <laughs> it'd be like, mmm, taste sounds delicious. Yeah. You know? it, it sounds it sounds disgusting. Clam juice and tomato juice in one beverage with beer. But I'm, man, I'm try it. it. I'll it try it. So I mean, one time I had, for everything. I mean, I've had clam chowder and it's my favorite and tomato soup before, so yeah. I mean that's like almost there. Um, yeah. But today on this uh, <laughs> episode of whatever this is, we're going to be talking about the new Netflix movie Extravaganza from Zack Snyder, Army of the Dead. Extravaganza. <laughs> Did I say Gainza or Gainza? I don't this is know. More of an extravaganza. It's extravaganza. I um, think it's it's smart to say uh, written by Zack Snyder for a Zack Snyder film directed by Zack. Snyder. I just love that Zack clip. Snyder. I was like, and, we get yeah. it, we get it, you man. <laughs> like, so, yeah. so funny. A film made entirely by Zack Snyder for Zack Snyder. Zack by Snyder made. Was he in the film? Did he make a cameo? Yeah. There you go. That's how you do it. I. Th- okay. Blue eyes. We'll talk about. We'll talk about that. Oh yeah. The White Dragon? Almost. 
No. I mean, he kind of is a little bit. I would love for uh, Zack Snyder to play Seto Kaiba in the film. I'll ca- I'd cast him. <laughs> but he's so... I feel like he's like actually a really nice guy. And so, right? Yeah. He seems... He seems really. I, I I got to watch a uh, a little Netflix thing that he did beforehand. Like they, it was like a sign up, and you can get access to like a Zack Snyder Q and A and everything. Mm. So I I went in that, and uh, there were too many people in there uh, asking the exact same question. Uh, but it was Netflix, so they only had like four questions that they were gonna ask <laughs> that they had already kind of like picked out. Um, but it was it was really good. He seemed like a generally nice guy. Like he seemed really down to earth and chill the entire interview. And I was like, he would be a fun guy to have lunch with. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think I, I, so. I th- yeah, I think there's a, a part of him who's just kind of like, yeah, man, whatever you want. And he's like, this is what I think is cool. I really like the thing you do. And you're like, okay. <laughs> but one wonders. I mean, he has such control i mean he's got such a vision and he has such control and he you know shooting these shooting this movie himself i don't want to get ahead of anything here but how controlling is he and no one talks about it maybe not i mean that's the thing right with like press conferences and briefings and being you know uh trained on what to say so i mean like outside of this film like the cast for the justice league definitely hadn't couldn't say anything bad about the reshoots that they did and you know, it took so many years later for, you know, the 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 original version of the film to come out. Um, yeah. And everyone's like, yes, this is what we actually wanted. But we couldn't say it because we were under, like, gag orders. But um, I don't know. I feel like there's been so much time since all his films have come out that anyone probably could have said anything if they I wanted think so. to I at think this you're point. Right. I mean, so since, since there's people from, like, when did Sucker Punch come out? Like, 2010? Yeah, and they're right. wanting a like the cast members for Sucker Punch. Like Jenna Malone came off of Twitter silence mm-hmm. after like four years to say that she wanted a release the Snyder Punch. Snyder Punch. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, hey, I mean, that's gotta be something. And Abby Cornish. She came out too? She she also. Wow. So like, and that's that's I think that's kind of like the cool signal where like and I don't want to get too far into the fandom uh you know uh, pitfalls but you know there's not like a contingent of people being like let's cgi out all the women from the last jedi you know it's like these are the cast members who are like i would like to see what i actually acted for i'm like yeah "Yeah." hey that's fair that's just you voicing your opinion you have no control over any studio you know wills and all that stuff so it's like yeah say it to the world and people rally behind it and that's them It'd be nice, like, because I've always wanted to see the original version of like Black Cauldron before they mm. chopped it up and made it what it was. So Zack that, Snyder's Black Cauldron. <laughs> I want to see Zack Snyder's Black Cauldron. I, that would be interesting. I, at this point, right now, I'm under the influence of Army of the Dead, of course, uh, and I've been a I've been a big Zack Snyder fan since 2004, uh, since uh, Dawn of the Dead. That movie just impacted me so hard. Like it, it had, so, I, I just loved it so much. Um, I want to watch anything that he does, and I'm just, I'm eagerly, I eagerly. He could make anything. He could come and make an, a Hallmark movie. Oh man, I wish he would make a Hallmark movie. Well, it would be pretty. That would be pretty but dope. I, just, I just love his his aesthetic so much, uh, and his ideas, and just when he gets to talk about it, when I get to see just any glimpse of. Him getting excited about his process. Ugh, that's have it you 
have you started watching his uh netflix geeked uh channel um school yeah. of snyder netflix yeah. is that the netflix film club oh maybe it's netflix film club yeah uh yeah and where he talks about the opening sequences and stuff like yeah. that uh I, only I, because I, yeah. of you tommy me you posted about it and i went oh, okay <gasps> what yeah I, I, to me to that point i kind of just really like when i hear directors because of course that's the career path that i uh, hope to do for a living um just talk about their craft yeah. in in a way where it's like not like I'm having to prove something, but more just like an exploration. Like I really enjoy the Hollywood reporters like roundtables where the actors talk about their craft. Like it's just kind of nice. And they talk about like the films that they are referencing to or are inspired by. And then they could talk about each other's work in a way where it's like, Oh, these are peers talking to each other. These are like, Oh, I see what you do and I can't do what you do. I don't knock you down. I don't try to like make myself sound cooler. I actually talk about like the happy surprises and like, this is what I want and that's how I got it. And it's a miracle that I ever did it. But like this person did it so well. Like I, I just really like those kind of moments. Cause it feels like outside of the actual bubble of consumer to that's right. you know, yeah. producer. It feels like, Oh, these are just people. Yeah. Um, Josh. army of the dead. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on Netflix, you can watch it now. Uh, yeah. we're going to go spoiler heavy. Uh, just cause yeah. Uh, we'll have, have yeah, we have to. I mean, it's a zombie movie. What do you want? <laughs> uh, now, I do have I do have one complaint, but I think it's a complaint overall about not necessarily the genre, um, but the genre and the way that Hollywood does these type of movies. Um, my biggest complaint, and I we can do it now or we can save it for the end, whichever one you guys want to do. You're driving, well, baby. Okay. Yeah, man. My biggest complaint about like zombie movies, alien movies, movies like this, everybody dies. That's that's my biggest complaint. Like if if they're part of the main cast in like an alien movie or you're a zombie movie, they're gonna die. You're gonna have one, maybe two people live, period. Uh, so and that's not including kids because Hollywood doesn't kill kids. And it's not really it's they not killed really the kid in, at the very beginning of Army of the Dead. And he talks about that where he was like, "You think yeah. that oh, at least the kid gets out, but yeah. they dropped the not container." That kind of story. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, or, yeah, that that's fine. But I'm talking about like survivors, like this, like survivors wise, main cast, main cast members, like that. She's not even credited. Yeah, okay. that's girl. That's soccer um, girl. Like, yeah, it's like there's there's nobody. Like, it doesn't really happen. Like, um, if you go to like something like Alien or Aliens, even it's like it doesn't happen. Ripley's well, the only one that lives, and Michael yeah. Bean. In a- and aliens, doesn't the girl child. and the cat survive? Exactly, child. Child. That would, yeah. and this was, this was, that was what. Well, but Alien Three, she's dead. 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 <laughs> yeah, she does um, not live. Yeah. Um. But to that point, and this again is a spoiler part. And uh, Jason, you maybe can back me up. Are they ever really dead? Because I mean, this is like I think maybe a symptom of being on the internet too much. But there's a lot of like rumors and 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 theories going about like the moment in the end, you know, around the beginning or middle of the second act where they're talking about um, this time loop and all these yeah. people are, you know, you know, like, you know, what if it's just us, this other team, but we're the ones that got further. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it gets a little philosophical talking about like how the rich and I always think about BYOB or it's like why they always send the poor and, you know, we're always the cogs of other people's 
uh, machinations. Um, but like, yeah, maybe. And, and that's where a lot of people are like, what if this is a different timeline and, you know, who comes out and like, maybe there's just gonna be another team that literally is just them in another timeline and in another future. I'm just like, I don't know if my brain can really handle that within a <laughs> genre film like this. It's a little um, heady. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, to me, it, it feels very reachy, but like, you can't help but see that they had like the key on, you know, her neck or like the Hawaiian shirt or like the red scarf and the glasses of Scott. And you're like, Oh my God, those skeletons look just like the, or, the current team. Or do we only see it like that because that is the way that Dieter is seeing them? Once uh, he makes the uh, uh, what's what's the guy's name? I can't remember. Vanderhoe. Vanderho. Uh, yeah. Once he makes that observation, that's when Dieter starts seeing that. So maybe that's in Dieter's mind, checking it out and seeing it for the first time and making those connections. It's it, it, it. I do like it. I think it's a really cool, you know, aspect. Um, but if people, to, to your question, if people don't die, what are we? What's at stake? What are we well, holding on to? I think to Josh's I mean, point is that everyone dies, not just yeah, like, I, th- like yeah. That that's the thing. Like it, yeah. like Predator. It's like we and everyone dies in Predator. Yeah, just because that's the way it is. Everyone. Like, Versus like Jurassic Park, where it's like exactly. certain people die, but you still have like a main cast of people who would survive. But and Predator, it's two people got out. And what? Two Predator, two people got out. Not everyone died. Yeah, like I said, one to two people get out. Yeah. I'm talking about like there could have been like four people that got out of that. Yeah, I mean, I think. Was, I, the, what what the, was the reason that Billy died? Not <laughs> Billy well, died because Billy was dumb. That's I, the reason I, Billy died. But that's it, it, it though. That's his. That's his arrogance and his connecting with the earth and nature and uh you know he's gonna face this thing mano and mano we've switched from army of the dead to predator but it's mm. that's fine They're and that's movie. why he died his his uh you know i mean and he went out like uh like a warrior i mean I, to, to also i think to your to your point like um like you you think that like at least scott gita and uh daughter and then and Taro's character are like okay they made it out because they're the ones that like outlasted everyone. But at the end, and I think it's a little kind of um, like foreshadowing a bit, not with the character in particular, but just kind of with the overall messaging, um, you know, that, you know, uh, I forget the character's name, but uh, the romantic lead for Scott at the beginning and the opening <laughs> sequence, her shirt says like the future is female ejaculation. Right. And this film does have those strong feminist characters um, that are, you know, empowered and they're, they're in superior positions than the men. um, And then she's the one that survives. I don't think it falls in line of too much of like the, the final girl genre or the trope in that sense. It's more of like a, well, this is the future. The future is going to be someone that possibly, hopefully is the most pure of them because they, she, she only goes in to save Gita to get her with their mother. Even then, that is a futile mission where everyone else went in for a greedy, uh, you know, greed. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, like, it is a bit of like a, is it, you know, does it placate to the genre that everyone must die, or that hopefully in a world where we're taken to where you know human life is treated even less significant than zombie life um, amongst the I guess their respective races. Uh, the person who survives at the very end is the person who literally has the moral high ground on, against everybody. But that's just me. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I mean, like in this movie, that works, but that doesn't 
in, in the in the genre as a whole, that's oh, yeah. not really what happens. If oh, we yeah. go back to like Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. no, the very gone. end, Ving Rhames, Sarah Pauly, uh, did Jake? No, Jake Weber dies, mm-hmm. um, and they get on a boat and they're gone. And then, in the credits, during the credits, it's all mayhem, and we get left with the sense that oh, they're dead. No, they die. It's everyone, yeah. everyone gets wiped out. Yeah. Because that's the folly of surviving in a zombie apocalypse. But also so, in the in that in that point, I think that's even almost a whole subversion on Dawn of the Dead to begin with. Because even with Dawn of the Dead, there's this idea that you know life will go on if we kind of learn from this like right. tragedy. Yeah. But then, kind of what the messaging that kind of entails, and a lot of the imagery and even like the homage that they make to the original Dawn of the Dead, I'm hopefully trying to make this all work because we're still talking about Army of the Dead, is that like (laughs) there's an overall condemnation that happens in Dawn of the Dead where like in Army of the Dead, it's actually a little bit more hopeful. It's sad because it feels like, cool, we're trying to contain this threat, but like the greed and kind of um, oversight that humans have caused these problems to continue. Um, but hopefully the glimmer of hope that that's left behind is someone that's experienced it. And again, I only say this because I, because Netflix has ordered a whole franchise because of this. Yeah, like we're and getting first, an anime, and then we're like, getting a there's a prequel uh, film already, a Dieter a Dieter film, and I'm yeah. like baller. Oh, I'm I want to cool see a Lily that. film. Like she she's oh, nothing but she's coyote. nothing but stories oh, that would be so about dope. taking people in and out, and clearly that's they're in for some reason, and that's that human agenda that's that greed Mm -hmm. to i mean it's vegas there's a billion dollars somewhere under all the rubble and under all the zombies so just her saying oh yeah i've taken many people in and out uh wow that's a world of stories to tell yeah Yeah. which i i'm kind of hoping that's what they do with the anime is like it would be cool if they focus on her since it is a prequel um anime series thing so that would be cool if they kind of focus on her throughout that would be interesting because she does kind of allude to a little bit of a story when she's with uh uh what's his face martin that his name Bad guy. Uh, the, garrett headlands or uh, garrett what's his face uh garrett dillahunt dillahunt yeah um when when she's with him like she kind of alludes to a little bit of a story and i was like okay like going into it i was like oh that would be cool if that's what the anime is based off of like giving a little bit of her story um I'm, I'm, in there and thinking that the so the film is going to be uh army of the dead lost vegas no army of thieves is, is army the of film. thieves yeah that's and that's the that's what dieter and yes. i think it's going to explain like how he knows about the gutta damarong and all the different safes i think there's three safes total and then i think the uh, uh army of the dead lost vegas is going to discuss or touch upon the origin of Zeus in Area oh, that's 51. I can so, see. Okay, yeah. And so I, I don't know. They I, To me, to both of your guys' point, I think it'd be wise because I think, to your point, uh, Jason, like I think you created enough really cool characters that you can have stories for all of them. Like... I, to me, I think everyone that had a pair, like, I'd want to know what Tig's character was all about. I'd want to know what Dieter and, and Vander, who, right? That's his name. Um, I'm going to call him Omega. Hoven. Yeah. yeah. Um, they could have had a whole buddy cop story going on. I'm like, oh, I would yeah. just love to see more of this. But also, your point, like, Lily, I was like, oh, like, that'd be so cool to, like, establishing what it's like and then how she gets stuck there and she kind of stays to kind of protect the women who are at that, you know, camps or you know in the in the gates 
Like, that'd be kind of dope. But, and, and that's yeah. my problem with stuff like this. If you, you give us all these really cool, compelling characters and then you murder them. So the only way that we're going to get anything with them is if they're going to be in prequels where you know that they're going to die. Shout out to Black I, Widow. I mean, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I've always hated that. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, yeah, here's the prequel. They're they're all dead. But it's like, but, you, you know. The, it, it, takes, it, but, takes like but, the, it takes a little bit of the... Um, if there's any sort of like dramatic threat, suspense. exactly, yeah. it takes that away because you're like, oh well, I know that they live here because I saw them die in the next movie, right? But, and so it's like, if it's a prequel, it's like, like, like that was my biggest problem with Solo. I'm like, oh, sh Solo, it's like, what's gonna happen? Are they gonna get out? It's like, yeah, they're gonna get out <laughs> some way, somewhere. Like eight other movies, like Han is happens. gonna get killed by his son. Don't worry. <laughs> exactly. It's like you can't. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it takes that. Yeah, he'll die it takes that. Later you on. know. Suspend, like, it, it's terrible. Like I, I've always hated prequel stuff like that. Like, but what about what about uh, what about Tanaka? We he he just sort of goes, oh well, that didn't work. But is he yeah. going to stop there? No, no, I wouldn't. And and that so, that's where you can do like a kind of a saw thing, right? Where he has another team do something else because yes. he has multiple, Radiation probably multiple zombies. hotels, right? And then uh, I always, I just forget her name. Kate, Kate is that her name? Um, the the daughter character, she can come in and be like, "I'm Kate, the experienced yeah. one. I know what's going on." Like, and he's gonna play you. Like, that's yeah, I, to Kate. me. I don't know. That's that's where you can start tying in, unless you want to just do anthological films. If you want to do a sequel or not. Well, but, I mean, now that Vegas is bombed, it's kind of like. Well, well there's Vegas. Reno. <laughs> <laughs> but where's where's see what's what you don't know is I they mean... actually nuked Reno beforehand. That was the test. Mm. They were like, let's just get rid of Reno. Um, no, like, so they've already nuked Vegas. So it's like, if you were to go in now, it's like, well, uh, you know, Vanderho, he made it out. So but it's he, like, he's in Mexico City. Nobody think, knows right? that. He's going to Mexico. Yeah. I know, oh, but I mean, yeah. like, we know he made it out. So it's like, there's probably no, you know, nothing stopping them from just sending dudes to go open a, you know, vault that's probably already fine there's no like okay mystery so, there, there so there's no like now got suspense. a border around mexico city is what you're saying or no no no, no. i'm talking i'm talking about vegas so it's like oh it kind of it kind of like it, that kind of takes tanaka out a little bit that's that's my only issue oh, there I, since oh, since you I nuke see, the city okay, fair enough. you you kind of take tanaka's bit but out as he's, well he's yeah, he's not, but, unless unless he sends him into you know Mexico City to go get that head because that's what he wants. Yeah, exactly. That's, I was what, say. that's exactly it. He's ruthless and he will stop at nothing. But I was gonna say he's not just a money guy. He is like I wanted this stuff so I can bid it to the highest. That's you know, exactly right. To the highest government, which, probably, which yeah. is about money. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but <laughs> I do I do like that. Uh, the deaths of all of those people is equivalent to one hundred thousand dollars. I thought that was like. Because that's all that Dave Bautista has at the end of the film. He gives her oh, like a hundred yeah. grand. Yeah, and that's, I'm like, that's the all those people, it, all yeah. those people die um, for a hundred grand. Yeah. Also, we don't ever see what happens to Gita. I mean, I'm sure she's dead too. Oh, she's dead. But oh yeah, you know, didn't have yeah. to kill her. No. That's another thing. I'm like, we just killed her because we could. It's like, did you have to kill Tig? It's like you didn't have to kill Tig. Like Everyone's that one that. hurt actually. I, yeah. I was looking. I'm just watching, going, "Please, let's let her be alive, so she can just." And then there's a propeller through her body. Like, nah, she didn't survive that. <laughs> yeah, but then like, the daughter is like, 
unbreakable Bruce Willis. Yeah. Like I survive. Yeah. She <laughs> wakes up. Like, she wakes up yeah. out of the helicopter. So quick. Yeah. Like she and she's get, totally yeah. fine, and she's just like, "Oh, I'm good." You're like, "Oh, that's are, we gonna talk, are we going to talk about Dave, Batista, and Tig Notaro at, somewhere in this?" I, I think we, we were literally just talking about Tig. Thanks for I, paying I, attention. I, I, do you have in your agenda for this? Do you have a? Can we talk about that, please? Like, what, what, what do you want to talk about? Tig Notaro. Okay, talk about Tig Notaro. She is so bloody fantastic. So I never knew <sighs> who Tig Notaro was before this film. And what? When, really, you really? didn't watch so, season two and three of Star Trek Discovery? No, I have not. No. Um, no, no, under a rock with Tig Notaro. Nothing, right? And None so, of her comedy specials. I didn't know any. So when the, 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 the all the publication came out, like Tig Notaro to replace Cristalia for Mo, I was like, why is everyone crazy? Is it because we have a new actor coming in? Like, okay, right. that's cool. And then I was listening to another uh, show, a podcast show, and they were like, it was writers, and they were like, Zack Snyder just pulled the biggest big brain move of all time by yeah. putting Tig Notaro on this. I was like, why? And then it was like, not because of how he re- is replacing Chris D'Elia, but like also there's just been this like growing desire to have her in Hollywood bigger in this way. And I'm like, yeah, is there, I'm like, I have, I was completely ignorant to that. So like seeing everyone come out and being so supportive and also just loving it. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Go, go Tig. You know, man, like, yeah, feed, get, like get, give the people what they want, baby. So yeah, I had no idea. I would like to hear what someone who, or people who have been fans of Tig have to say. Well, I think because she's she has constraints, especially for this, she had constraints. Mm-hmm. She had to have certain dialogue, and she had to deliver a certain way, and that's very professional. Uh, and Star Trek, I mean, she she's gave she's, her very she's basically dialogue. the exact same character in Star Trek that yeah. she is in this film. It's just that dry. And if you watch Under a Rock on uh, Funny or Die, she meets famous people that she has no clue who they are or why they're famous, and. Her stand-up stuff is just uh, she's just so funny and she's so real mm-hmm. and I, I I got so energized when I saw that she was replacing Crystalia, who is also funny if I'm allowed to say that sometimes yeah I mean, yeah comedy is comedy but human but, quality is different yeah it's exactly right and she just she not I could not wait to see okay granted I I knew of course what they had to do to put her in the film so I was looking for that. But someone who doesn't know that is just looking at the character, uh, and I mean she she's brilliant. I I was I, so this was the first film I watched in theaters, and it was a yeah. it was a heavenly moment for me. I was like, I want oh, to ask God. you about that. Yeah. So I felt like I wasn't really watching the movie. I was more just like crying, like oh my god, I'm in a movie theater. But um, I only noticed one time that I was like, okay. I could tell she was added in, and it right. was a wide shot where everyone's there, and she's the only one that's like kind of like oh. Around when they're going you. through the plan? When, no, right when um they enter into Vegas. Oh, okay. Like when they see everyone and they get out of the storage container. I was like, okay, I noticed that. Everything else, I was like, this is really good. Like, yeah. this is a lot better than a mustache being taken out. I'm like, my goodness. <laughs> so I was like, they added a whole person in this movie. And oh, deleted a whole person. Yeah. I'm like, that's so good. I mean, I watched, I will, honestly, I watched, when I was watching it, I, every exciting scene I thought, Tom saw this in the theater. Oh, dude. He saw that in the theater. I, I kept, ref- my brain kept referring to you watching this in like big, massive, 
Yeah. Uh, it, it, so it, exciting. It was nice because it was a local theater, and then they were like, do you want concessions? I was like, I can get concessions? Of course I'll pay $50 for a hot dog and a beer. <laughs> I was yeah, like, you stocked up over a year and a half. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll go explore on this. And then they're like, pick a seat. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, we have seats all spread out so that you can still social distance. I'm like, the heavens. The yeah. heavens. So you had two seats next to you that were open? No, I had six seats to left yeah. and right oh. away. Well, I mean, yeah. like that—that's just nice. I love having like oh, that, yeah. you know, that buffer Both. of people. What? Even when there was, I was, you know, that's why I would go Sunday mornings. Sunday mornings was my perfect time because like everyone was in church, church. and I'm like, perfect. I'm here by myself, and it's great. There's maybe two other people in the entire theater. Um, I will. I do like the audience interaction of the laughs and the ooh because you know there's a lot of oh moments and there's a lot of ah oh, yeah moments. So it's like yeah, you know, I, I enjoy the the theater of it all. Well, as someone who does not enjoy that, like that's right. We had. Don't. I would. I back in the good old days before the covids, I would spend extra money to sit in the balcony section um of a th- of the theater so it's like the balcony section is 21 and older so because they serve alcohol and actual food up there Scrooge. so mm. i would sit up there because they're like and because those were the ones like they constantly had people walking around and everything because it was you know like a full service you know area but which is could be a little distracting but nobody's talking up there nobody's on their phone up there it is perfect it is the best theater experience because those are like double the price of regular tickets, yeah. if not more. It was like an arc light. <laughs> exactly. So it's like I would rather go there and not have to worry about anything and like sit above all the commoners and be in my raised <laughs> platform. The commoners. That's that's what I enjoy. So like let the peons eat their popcorn and everything. I'm having chips and salsa and you know other yumminess up here while they're you know scrounging for scraps Jason, I, like, I think that's... i think he just admitted that he would send us out to vegas to get 200 million dollars yeah while yeah, he, yeah. While he unveils he's the, the plan Tanaka. He's the hey Tanaka guys if you I, guys want to go to vegas for i will that. say this in my 30 years of watching movies in a theater ish crack about it uh i'm old um i think i've probably told people to shut up you know half a dozen times and no one has ever argued with me and it was just Silence. Well, yeah, you have a big booming voice. I have the voice of like a fourteen-year-old <laughs> yeah, child. We have twelve-year-old voices. <laughs> They'll be like, "Can you guys Usa. please be quiet?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nerd. Yeah. That's great. I feel that. But uh, I, mean, I do want to. Yeah. I do want to ask a quick question, Tom. What was? Um. And I, man, I do really seriously mean this because it. <laughs> I can just. I can just feel it. What was the what was the most exciting part of seeing that in the theater on the big screen as opposed to what we've been doing for you know 15 months? I mean, I think it's honestly it was it's it's a combination. I, you know, it's probably my the best theater experience moment is probably the the scene that he talked about on the Vanity Fair breaking down the scene where they're going over the heist plan and oh, yeah. the music's playing and then like you see the plan, they do the parallax shot, they're like and that's when our safe cracker goes in like a like a painter. And I was like, "Wow, I'm watching a movie, guys!" Yeah, like, yeah. And if you know, like, my favorite thing, like, I have a pretty decentable sized TV. I have like nice glowy lights, but the going into a room where like all the lights go down and then everyone just be is like is quiet, and then you hear the little pop of the speaker because they're like ch- tuning it to the right, right the level. Yeah. You're like, oh. 
we're, we're gonna watch a movie and so like once that all happens all the music cues all the needle drops like that was great and then this is a big spoiler so like when um when uh dave batista scott's character is having that heart-to-heart moment um with his uh, opposite and uh she's just like i thought things could be different and um they, they resolve they like maybe we can do something more maybe we can be more and then the elevator opens <laughs> and then yeah. the zombie snaps her neck yeah, and you see the yeah. bone come out <sighs> and everyone in the theater was like no and then all, yeah. i was just like oh god uh, but it was like, like, a really good yeah. moment she's like you idiot that's not why i'm here i'm not here for the money yeah yeah that was yeah so lovely. it's like she uh, th- yeah that was to me when i was like oh, oh okay like i had i like you you know stuff was gonna go down um i was not expecting it to go down like that Mm -hmm. um but then it was like oh okay uh speaking of your your theater experience um i noticed i have two pixels out on my tv and they only appeared when dave batista's face was on it was really bizarre i don't know why but like every other thing it was totally fine only when dave batista is on screen i've got a pixel off here and a pixel off here and i'm just like kind of took me out it's it's like when you go it's like when you go to your local theater and there's like a little like knit in Mm -hmm. the uh in the screen and you're just like yep there it is and then you tell your friends and then they hate you forever because now they can only see that little nick in the screen yeah, yeah that's, that's what it felt like no so i i yeah i that's great i can't wait I'm, I'm willing to just go into bankruptcy to just watch movies and theaters again because you know I, I i love that but also to your point i do like the reverence and the preservation of like the movie going experience like I, of course i don't like it when like the kid's like mom who's martha and i'm like oh my god and it's like get this kid out of here it's like or you know but it's also like but depending on what theater you go to like i'm going to like a cheap theater where like everyone brings their families and it's like yeah you, you know what you're paying for because i'm paying seven bucks for a theater where in la you know you can pay 15 to 30 dollars for a ticket and it's like obviously seven paying- bucks yeah wow. it's nice that's it's like nice. 1992 yeah and i mean that's like movies are are like in they're not this isn't like the old theater where it's like oh they have movies back order but it's like oh this is opening weekend i pay seven bucks for this theater Man. so like everything's going to be kind of just a lower quality because they don't clean up that much and they don't really police of like hey everyone maintain the you know people someone's recording the whole thing on their phone and you're like oh why did i come here yeah <laughs> yeah so uh anyways army of the dead we were at tignataro and uh, uh she was just so great so yeah uh i, I want to say one thing for the writing um this may be one of the best written like in my opinion like zombie films just because like i thought the drama was really good i thought the um the uh the action sequences were really good um there were a couple that were a little bit weird but overall i thought it was really good i really liked all of like the one-liners and comedy that they Oh. interlaced throughout to that way you you don't you don't just have like an episode of the walking dead um where just like oh at the end of it i'm just sad the entire time um lobster rolls you, it, it gets lobster it gets you a, yeah, ni- a, a nice, nice little bit of you know you get your drama and then you're like oh you have you know a little comedy bit here and i liked i liked that i thought that was really well done um what about you guys i there was a moment in my life where I said to my 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 wife, I said I said something like uh, "easy peasy Japanesey," and my wife said, "Ah, whoa, 
<laughs> you know, you can't say that. It's it's lemon squeezy. I'm like, okay. So now I go, we go through life and I say easy peasy and my kids go lemon squeezy. It's a fun family thing. But mm-hmm. when I saw that scene, I howled. I had to bring her into the room. I said, watch this. <laughs> Because it was it was us, and it was so funny. You were Leonardo DiCaprio once upon a time. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so funny, that moment. And then, of course, Tignataro. Well, he is It's Japanese-y. okay because he's, yeah, <laughs> I was just like, that was great. Like, was stuff so like that, like, I, it's it's just little bits of comedy that don't have to be, and I'm like, when, uh, Tommy, you mentioned when they were doing the, uh, um, the heist scene, in the like where they're like going over the plan i i just liked Dieter being like hold up uh how do we do like i thought that was like the little break fourth yeah. wall yeah. thing yeah i was like i was i was kind of expecting it part of me was like somebody's gonna do something and be like hold up and then they do something weird and then it came from him and i was like instantly like this guy he's one it of worked. my favorite characters I, I really like what uh matthias i think that's his name who plays yeah. uh, uh, Dieter. matthias uh um, I really like what he said because he was saying how he was so Shiny? glad that one of his the big Hollywood break film for him, you know, he's been, uh, you know, like a big movie like this. It wasn't that he had to play like a Nazi and he was like, I got to just yeah. play a regular German guy. You know, obviously, so I have, you know, he's his own idiosyncrasies. But um, I I agree with you, Josh, that like I, I walked out of the movie because, you know, I I'm, I to to Jason's point, I was not a big Zack Snyder fan ever and then like Donna Dead came out and that was a scary movie for me you know uh you had I didn't watch Guardians of Gahul I watched 300 and all the dude bros in high school really yeah I'm like okay whatever um I'll enjoy it <laughs> um but like I, I only really started liking Zack Snyder because of his personality because like he just went through so much trash talking but he always kept really positive and I'm like Guys, he's you know he's a human being, right? So like I just feel like kind of like oh, I want to support him, and I I still will say I don't think he's like the greatest director in the world, but I do think that he has a really cool vision and he tries to stay true to it as much as possible, yeah. which I want to support. Um, that being said, I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch a Zack Snyder movie, right? Like it's gonna be visually compelling, and there's probably gonna be some like over the head um, commentary or meditation about like you know, uh, humans. And if, if not, like there's probably gonna be some strong women protagonists in here that like dude bros will not understand. Um, but I was really surprised walking out being like, that was a really cl- like clean cut script. And like, mm-hmm. it set up things very well. Like opening sequence kind of like throws you into the world. And then like immediately it's just like, cool. Here's Scott. Here's the call to adventure. He wants to say no, but he thinks about it. He, you see a little bit of his past he, and then he assembles the team. Here's the expectations. Here's the mission. They go in. Here's the complication. Here's the escalation. Here's the first stake of losing somebody. Then here's how we're going to go with the mission. Here's the actual play of, like, we're in the casino. And then here's where it all goes bad. And, like, there's, like, the good twists and turns of, like, okay, do you should you suspect this guy? You should. This is how it's going to happen. And we also, like, learn, like, oh, this is really intense. And we learn... The, uh, more about the zombies of the shamblers and the alphas as you go on and mm-hmm. it's not like being force fed where you, you don't like it it's happening in times where like yeah i do want to know about them at this point so like to your point i was like really surprised i'm like wow this is this is pretty really well written and like and we, whether it's between the actors or just the character writing like i think 
for a film that matches two genres together, they did a lot to establish like who each character is and what they do in each situation. And I was like, this is, this is pretty, pretty freaking good. If I could say, like, again, in something that is like a genre film where like zombies, you may not understand who the character is, but you just know what the human will does. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It was also nice to have something more than just mindless zombies, Mm -hmm. which was nice. um, Because that, I mean, we've been basically getting mindless zombies for a while now, uh, whether they be fast or slow or in in between. Um, But I I, I like this. Like, I, I, I did also like, like, they give us a little bit of the explanation of the zombies of, like, why some of them are fast and why some of them are slow and dead. Um, so we get a little bit of that explanation, which I thought was nice. But then every other bit of like the the infected zombie story is there's zero dialogue. Mm-hmm. But you you, you you learn the story, and I was invested in a story that had zero dialogue that I just literally saw. Um, I thought that was I thought that was a really nice touch too. That's cinema, baby. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I like, I love that part with Lily where she was saying like you should see what happens when it rains some of them come back to life I'm like oh my god that's so part cool. of me was like I was kind of like oh she should just start raining that would be pretty dope like, oh, be, that I mean that'd be cool to awesome. see in like the the prequels or yeah yeah oh. that would be um, cool if they did a prequel of the first team mm-hmm. oh they got it I I was a little thrown um not thrown I I it pulled me out a little bit the in the beginning with the two dudes the talking back and forth as the newlyweds are coming towards them in their Cadillac or whatever it was you mean uh, how the zombie apocalypse starts because yeah of, how it starts but the, the because of the, roadie <laughs> this is a purely technical you know purely technical and it's just about editing editing was a little choppy a little slow and I you know I just I picked up on that very quickly and it just kind of bugged me and then it from that point on it sort of moved and it got a little more fluid all the way through but that right off the bat I thought they're trying pretty hard to keep our keep us distracted from this car coming towards them and uh but that's just me being picky yeah no Um, I I mean I think to to your point if we can mention like the small gripes or or qualms we might have with it um I wasn't a big fan of the dream lens um with the overall look oh. of the film and and i mean oh. and so I, I i watched what he was talking about he he explained how like he always shot film yeah films with film and this was his first time shooting on digital and then red was like here you go use this camera and then canon was like hey try the, these lens they have a mold and he was getting them made as they're going and they don't have an iris so they don't actually have like no stops way to... yeah and so i'll you know he was saying like there's a there's a chance that the whole film could have been out of focus the entire yeah. time and yeah. I'm like, Who, what kind of crazy guy does this? And it's like, for a $90 million Netflix movie, like, you're not like me, who like, doesn't have a name in the industry yet. So it's like, oh, if I mess up, no one may know. But like, people will find out. And he just went with it. And he was confident. But, he wa- wanted this vision. And that's the thing where it's like, you kind of really have to respect the like the confidence that he yes. was really going to achieve it. Um, but yeah, it's just a, a visual uh, decision that... I, it's not like my cup of tea. It's not like, oh, I hate this movie. But it's like, yeah, I, 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 I it, but I, I like his reasoning behind it, where he's like, you know, it, it, you have one person in focus, and it kind of isolates them away from everyone else. So even though they're they're all together, they're still alone in their own ways. And it I'm is like, a little off putting. It it is a little off putting to begin with because mm-hmm. you don't see it a whole lot. No, 
It's unique, for sure. It's very stylistic, but you get used to it as you go along. Exactly. Um, I'm a t- total opposite. I, I loved it so much. I, but I, mean, I totally see what you're... I, I absolutely yeah. agree with what you're saying. I, I, I see that for sure. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I think... I think the level-headedness of, like, if you don't like a visual uh, style, then sure. But, like, it shouldn't, like, condemn the movie for you. Like, for me, like, it does take away, like, what was done with the writing and acting and the camera moves and also, like, and and the overall, like, uh, production design of it. No, absolutely not. But I'm like, well, that's whatever for me. Part of me thought, look how easy it would be, then, to take someone out. And put someone in. Yeah. Blur, and, every, and, and, blur everything around so them. Well. And that's yeah. the thing where it's like, man, I, it's like, I don't, this isn't my, I don't, this is my cup of tea. I usually like a little bit more crispy, like maybe sure. like a finchery look. But like, wow, how well did this work out for him, though, that yeah. he did this? But also, like, he, he got he got him a chance where he could move around. He didn't have to, like, do some of the, like, kind of, ter- like, tough things you have to do for film. And you can go again. And a lot of people like shooting digital because it's lighter. It's not a heavy film camera. And also, like, you could just, all right, cool, let's delete the last file. You know, like, it's it's nicer to do that. It did disappear fairly often in key points. It was really nice in certain points when, it, you know, you get this nice up angle and she comes down and it's just this, like, coming towards the camera. And it's very blurry. and But in some really strong, like, when Dillahunt's character is getting mauled. Mm, Spoiler! Valentine, yeah. By, by that, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's it's crisp, it's clear, you see every tooth mark and I mean it was that was beautifully shot but it's not it's still not in that dreamy mm-hmm. you know well it's not distracting no it's, it's not the point where it takes away like what you're supposed to be taking in where no, like sometimes it, you're it, like it yeah. shifts so you can put your focus on this thing that's horrifying mm-hmm. as opposed to her what's her name Zeus's bride uh, Athena of course Athena yeah. When she comes in, it's just her face filling the screen, and everything around her is just this soft. I mean, all you all you can look at is her face. I mean, yeah. that's that's. It's, it's not like Born Supremacy, where like they use a lot of cinema verite, where it's like a lot of shaky cam, and I'm like, I can't right. see it, man. Like whatever no. you're trying to show me, I can't see. It. And so like that's where where it's like if, if it becomes too distracting, then like then I start really taking points away. But no, it's like yeah, whatever. Like if you know if I'm going to reach for like oh what am I going to talk smack about this 90 million dollar movie sure but and i look at every not every frame but most of those soft focus frames and i just think they look gorgeous i love that you that you're like well whatever and i'm like oh they're so gorgeous well and and, (laughs) i mean that's the tough thing too like i've shot my fair share of films and stuff like that but like i can't make an image look that cool like it's picturesque like you you pause the picture and it's like cool that was a photo put in black and white and then you can put it on your wall and like that's a beautiful photo that's a portrait yeah yeah. So, like the best is like shooting. The best you can do is like shooting something mid shoot, mid record, removing the camera or mo- removing the lens is just sort of moving it around, mm-hmm. and you get that bokeh effect, and you get the and huge people go, bokeh. Oh. Was, yeah, everyone's yeah. like, eh, it looks a little fuzzy, but that's art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's how you want to compose that. Sorry, Josh. Yeah, Josh, <laughs> oh, no, go ahead. No, it's hey. fine. No, hey. I, I I was enjoying Welcome. that. Um, I just thought I just thought the camera work was really cool. I, I don't know any of like the specifics of like what all cameras are used or anything like that. But, like I just thought like the cinematography on it was it just looked really cool. There were a lot of really awesome looking scenes. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't have I didn't really have any problems. I, I do kind of agree with Jason at the beginning of the film 
I thought that was like they were like really heavy handing that I I don't know why they cut back so many times. They could have just been like it could have been like two two bits. It could have been we start off with the soldiers and they talk for a bit a minute and then go to back to the car and then we just see the the lights coming forward while the soldiers are talking again. I don't know why we went back three times to the couple in the car. Yeah. Uh, that was a little bit weird to me. Um, but I, I, I understand like what they're going for with it, but like, I, I would have cut that, but I mean, it, hu like it me. humanizes the people, the four horsemen are out and it humanizes them because they have yeah, that back uh, yeah. and forth. I, I thought but what the soldiers did was great. I didn't, didn't I, 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 I didn't need the, the other couple. Mm. Oh, I'm I, the that's what I mean. Yeah. I didn't need the other couple. Like, cause like okay. one, they're going to die in three seconds. I don't care about them. Like they're dead meat. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, let me see. According to IMDb, his name is Sergeant Kelly. I thought he was great. There was part of me that was like, man, give me his backstory. Like, make him part of the thing. Like, I thought he was dope. Like the the two of them together, I was getting real like you know Star War like Star Wars like biker troops. Mm. Yeah, vibes exactly. from them, and I was like, I like these two. Those those but, guys are great. We but their their whole hey, what do we got back there? Oh, we got aliens. Oh, do we have this? Do we have it's it didn't do anything for me, but it's fine. It wasn't wrong it wasn't bad it's was just it took up time that mm -hmm. we didn't really need to we could have cut that and just have the car veer in front of them and explosion and that's it for for me that with the couple doing the the fun stuff um i i, I always kind of attribute that and i've, I've said this multiple times uh a nerd on on nerd I'm sorry, what, what was it what was it called nerd, nerd on, on. There we um go. i call it the fear boner um, because I feel like in, in horror genres that has to happen. There is a moment of sexual gratuity or like uh, of graphicness yeah. where like you might want to cover the kid's eye that you you know weaseled into the theater, um, and then it gets abrupted by horror. Um, and I think that happens like that's a trope of the horror genre. But obviously here you don't see full nudity or you know full frontal nudity I guess in that sequence. But it is that a moment of like this is. This is like in that yeah. realm of that way. I think the dialogue between the the soldiers is kind of like a little bit of I think Zach being like we're being self referential. Like, That's exactly right. And I think he I think he talks about it a lot too, where he's like the audience is really sophisticated, and I really like that he feels that way because he's like when you make a thing, you should have some sense of telling the filmmakers or the audience that like you know you're making a thing so like the the soldiers aren't like i think we're transferring you know vaccines and it's like no it's always <laughs> bad you know yeah. like at the beginning of a movie and you know obviously uh, the audience we're watching and we're like this is how it starts you know they're transferring a zombie and we already know this and so it, it feels in a way it's kind of like winking at the audience and some people may or may not like that which is totally fine but like it's letting them know that like these people aren't hapless idiots and that's why to your point with the deed are like whoa, whoa whoa how do we kill these zombies again and he has like the, the cool <laughs> bat with the nails which it's funny in my at my job we we work with a lot of like props and there's always a time where we see something like heavy and and we're like zombie level weapon they're like zero that has no range it would get stuck in a body <laughs> and you think it looks cool and it's like where this is like it's actual range. you know like a, a gun is probably the most practical and um, what that does, though, is kind of like we've all seen zombie movies and somewhere, somewhere along the line, someone said, shoot him in the head. Right. That's just become like the zeitgeist norm. 
but then for some reason in the beginning of this movie you still have to quote unquote establish the rules so like in the writing they are aware that people know what the genre is so they use it as a joke and you know i just find it like it's hard to balance that i think to be self-referential within the film that you're also being you're talking about so it's 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 like deadpool right like oh superhero landing it's like you could do it really on the nose or you could do it a little bit more invisible like this well my, my issue with what Dieter says is like Dieter, come on first off you know about zombies i mean they literally live here um, you're in the United States and they're literally talking about nuking Vegas. Yeah, it's like, like it's you know surprise, that zombies yeah. exist. Also, it's 2020 and we've had multiple movies and TV shows about zombies. That is one of the things I, I kind of hate about zombie things too. When it's like, oh, what are they? It's like, come on. We like the audience knows what they are. Don't make the cast stupid. You know what I mean? It's like, don't make the characters dumb. I mean, if if it's a you know ten year old child, maybe, huh, or a really old person, maybe. So your assumption like, is that because we have zombie movies, they have zombie movies. I would assume, like if if we're if if we're old enough to have zombie movies, I would assume that they would have zombie movies. I, I mean, and I think that's the the point that that scene's kind of making. That's why to everyone's chagrin. Everyone's just like, Ugh. like yeah. Scott does a big guh. like you kill in the head, you shoot in the head. Like that's yeah, that's a, that's what happens. Um, but also they 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 kind of double down on that, and uh, they turn to teams like who hasn't killed a zombie, and then you have like three people raise their hand, and again maybe this sounds like two apologists for the film. Um, we don't know how long time has passed, right, since the zombie outbreak happened. So yeah. like, and I hate to get like, if it's becoming too referential because the film was made in 2019, I think. Um, and how long and how are we as a public in a, you know, in, in the, in the society zeitgeist of understanding of what our current situation is, um, and what things we can, or what information is readily available or what is true or not true. And, uh, I think there, to your point, yes, in, in the rules of a film, uh, it should be pretty straightforward, but then I just... After 2020, I just got so like, yeah, people are really dumb. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's like you, you, you bringing that up. I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, it's like it brings it makes me think of the mist. Right. Where yeah. people were like, I yeah. just want to go outside. And then somehow they survive. And then the people who were all scared and cautious were the ones that didn't survive. And you're like, how does that happen? But then it happens, you know, and. You know, like I, I liked on on Twitter a They're lot. They're just people, carriers for the mist. They're not. They didn't actually get it. <laughs> I like on Twitter that a lot of people were saying like, "Yo, you got to rewrite all the zombie films and say that someone doesn't believe that zombies are real after a zombie just killed their friend." Like that would be the most accurate. And I'm like, kind of, yeah, but you know, um, hindsight. Uh, kind of speaking a little bit on that, um, Sweet Tooth is a little bit like that. Um, is that already out? No, it comes out on the fourth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you've already seen it. I have already seen it. I've binged that entire season. Because Robert Downey Jr. loves you? Mm-hmm. That's yep. dope. Me and him. He lo- he knows that I am a big fan of Marvel films. <laughs> and uh, he... <laughs> well, no, you're a big fan of DC because it's a DC yeah. product, which is... It's, it's you know, hey. Yeah. yeah. It's, so, it's, it's a nice uh, DC like product you. that's uh, um, produced by Iron Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but also, like, the... looks like the subject matter is, like, 
This is this was originally DC Vertigo, wasn't it? <laughs> oh yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely Vertigo. Yeah, I was like, this <laughs> like, was not a DC comic. <laughs> when you look at the when you look at the art for it, just like the fr- like the first cover of like issue one, you're like, this is definitely Vertigo. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but yeah, like what would? I mean, we, we talked about our favorite stuff. We well, talked I'll, about I'll, the stuff that we. I did love so like after after the the neck snapping and Batista like, and that's the one thing I really appreciate with Dave Batista like. I'm not going to go out and say, like, he's the greatest actor of all time. But, God, he tries. Yeah, he tries. It, That's exactly and it. And, and he wants it. And you're like, yeah. someone who actually wants to challenge himself. I will give you more points than, like, you know, I, I, this is kind of blasphemous. But, like, Daniel Day-Lewis being like, oh, this is the next P.T. Anderson film. I was like, we know you're going to get the award. We get it, man. <laughs> you're so good. I get it. But, like, David, he's like, I want to try. I want to you know, practice. I think he's said it multiple times in a very nice way. He's like, can't I be the romantic lead for once? I'm like, you know what? Give it to him. Just, just for once, he's going to make you some, some millions. Um, but like, so him that like, I was like actually really into it. Like after his, his dream and then he breaks his metal and then he kind of just like has a moment to himself. Like I felt it was kind of weird seeing it in the trailer, but seeing with the context, I'm like, Oh, this is this. He does have a tough, like existence and then when um you know uh she dies and then he's able to go against an alpha and he's dodging it and but he carries him and does a a wrestling move and smashes his head against like the top of the roof i was like this is so amazing yeah i was like i want i like i would want to see more of this and it's like but no this like the the lizard brain right of wanting to see arnold schwarzenegger versus the zombies because you just want the mindless violence but you know like this isn't that kind of film. And they've constantly been telling me this isn't that kind of film. And yeah, so you, you kind of, I want to see Batista WWE (laughs) Batista, but I also want to get rid of that completely. Mm -hmm. And when we see part of that, I'm like, yeah, there's the Batista we know, but then he starts crying and he starts saying, I love you. And I'm like, that's, he's like you said, he's really trying and it works. I think it works. Really when well when when she dies, uh, Maria, I believe is her name. Mm-hmm. When when she dies, I was like, and you see like just like the anguish on his face. I was like, okay, that actually looks more real than you know somebody be like, you know, like someone like actually you know busting up crying. Just like the, almost like the holding back of it, like stuff's going down, so I can't like let it out type of thing. Um, I thought that I thought I thought he did a really good job. Everybody in this film did a really good job yeah. a lot of really good actors in this even a tiger the tiger was good too <laughs> so, i mean christian good. bale is a really good actor so mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, christian bale as, as the tiger. He, he, he did the he did the uh the voice mm-hmm. um i mean he was no well, yeah he was no he was not shir khan and uh in andy circuses he was bagheera no that was uh yeah yeah, not in, that, uh, not in not in John Favreau's, but in Andy Serkis's. Yeah, because we had to have Who both. Was Benedict was. Yeah, Shere it was Khan. it was Cumberbund, wasn't it? Idris yeah. Elba was was Shere Khan in the Favreau one, and I think Benedict <laughs> was the one in the circus one. In circus, yeah, that's right. <sighs> so crazy. <laughs> anyway, there's the Jungle Book, and then there's Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book. Uh, okay, so I want to. Can I can I ask a question? No. Okay. Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> okay. Uh, who's, if, we can, if we're going to get nitpicky, because I really am, am, am quite interested in this as an actor and someone who's made films and been on the set and blah, blah, blah. 
Um, whose performance do you think was lacking? Um, into that. Uh, I don't know his name, uh, but it's the the security guy. Theo Dillahunt. Rossi. Dillahunt? No. Oh, no, not oh, Dillahunt. Theo, Theo Rossi. Rossi. And it's Thunder not. And I, don't, and I don't think yeah. it's because he's bad. I kind of really never want to put blame on an actor. Um, I always kind of want to put blame on prep and time. And um, right. I think we talked about it a little bit before in the beginning. It's like Zach, you know, like he's always seen as quote unquote a nice person with the cast, but how controlling can he be for someone who has such control over what his films are like? Um, but I think I forget who was taught, who was saying it. Um, but someone was like, it was really different because he didn't have markers on the floor. And he kind of let us do whatever we wanted. And Tignataro even said that we're, um, you know, I think this character has a cigarillo. And uh, and then Zach was like, sure, whatever you want. Like, that sounds cool. Like, that works within the confines of the film. Um, and I think Zach, in that sense, where he's like, I know what I want to say. And I know what I want it to look like. But what the actors do, he finds more of the collaborative spirit. And I think with Theo Rossi's character, like, it kind of just plays so similar to his character in luke cage which to me was just so much and i was like you're so slimy you're like too slimy to me and i was like it's almost like caricature-ish it's like he's the he's the worst guy in this movie um because he there's zero redemption for him um versus like at least uh the the escort that they bring it bring in it's like he's just following orders but he is a piece of shit about it he was for me he was exactly Michael Kelly's character in Dawn of the Dead. Mm. CJ, the secu- head of security. Yeah, okay. Exactly the same character. Just gross and uh, really... But uh, he has a redemption in Dawn of the Dead. He was sacrifices himself. Sure. And but he's only that- influenced because of bad television. It's the arc- <laughs> that's actually I'm that's, just saying, that's right. But versus that this guy is like yo. That great shot of his bald spot as they pull in, they push in from behind him. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 true. It's a bit of an archetype, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's the one. That's the one thing that I went. Why do we have to have this guy? Because we know he's going to come back in the end of the middle of the last act, mm-hmm. and and even then it was like he just sort of mm-hmm. flamed out. That was it. Anyway, yeah, um, mine was Guzman. Like they play it, uh, the the dude with the the, uh, the YouTuber, the the YouTuber, <laughs> like because like they give you a lot of really cool stuff in the YouTube moment YouTuber. that doesn't happen in like with the film. The only time that he kind of does a little bit of that stuff is when he's with uh, Chambers. I only know because I've got IMDb up. Okay, uh, Chambers the, is Samantha Wynn. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, she was Rodriguez from Alien, um, or Aliens. Oh. She yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like like and like when they did like the uh the they selfie. did a selfie together, I was like, okay, this is good. But then once she goes, he doesn't really do anything until the very end of the film where he pulls his grenades. Mm-hmm. He that's it. And I was just like he felt to me like he was wasted. Uh. Like I was expecting more like wanted level, like, you know, bend and bullet type of stuff from him from his youtube video and they just don't do that in it they're like you know he's cool because of this 
YouTube vid, and then we never really get to see that anymore, which I guess is just YouTube. Yeah, I do like that you do get a little bit of emotionality with him because he doesn't want to leave Chambers, and he shoots her, you know, her can or canister or whatever, and then he also sacrifices himself, and I was like, yeah. Again, to me, he had more of an arc than, please, I love my mom, and then it's like. Oh we, yeah, no, but yeah. His, I mean, like, but I, I like don't a, think of, I don't think it's sorry, real quick, Jason. I don't yeah, think yeah. of like Theo Rossi's character as a character. Like he was just there. He's like Sergeant Kelly yeah. from the beginning of the film. Like to me, that's what that is. Yeah. That's not even a real person. I mean, that's just a, a fodder. He does have that that usage for being the the the, the end of the joke. Yeah, I'll do anything for two thousand dollars. Like, oh god, <laughs> he yeah. doesn't even know he's getting screwed. I did love that though. It's like. How does two million dollars sound to you? How does five hundred thousand dollars sound to you? How does two hundred fifty thousand? Like, yeah. And I was like, "Wow, so good!" Like, yeah, I, I thought that was a really good way to connect your montage. And I was like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. But Jason, I think you were going to say something. Yeah, sorry. No, no, just the same. It's the same thing. His, his sacrifice was very quick. It wasn't look at this grand sacrifice. Uh, it was just I'm going to pull these grenades and boom, it was done. It was. I mean, no, it was. It, was it, it did create that the money all flew in the air. We had to those awesome shots. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that we saw in the trailer. It's like, oh, there it is. Also, well, see, I- you guys watched the trailer. I didn't watch the trailer. I think I saw like the first teaser for it. Well, I'm a um, and that was it. I'll try like- to watch trailer ones of most films and That's not right, trailer yeah. twos, because yeah. trailer twos is like all the plot, and then trailer ones yeah. like here's the taste. I'm like, okay, but uh, I will say another like if I can reach and like oh I want. I wanted more of Dave Bautista running on casino tables. The tables, yeah. Like, well, that's, like, how did they do so that? Oh, he's like, going to oh, break so... one of those. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, he's a big man. But also, but, like, and he does throw one across the room. He like, thro- my... Yeah, he throws one across <laughs> an entire casino floor. And he's I'm a, just like. Yeah. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. His daughter survives a helicopter crash. <laughs> but the behind the scenes, he is running across those tables. He's jumping. There's no, like. Clearly, they've made them, they built them so he can, but he's literally jumping on those tables. And I thought that's, I mean, that's a a great practical effect. He he's a wrestler. He is. I mean, as much as you want to talk about like the validity of what wrestling is, like they are athletes. You know, oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. And and I think also there's that like old Stallone, um, you know, ism where he's just like, you know, now you can have a stunt double, you can have the green screens, you can have all these things. Back when we were doing action genre, like they we we broke our bodies like we were yeah. actually riding horses and if we fell we you know would you know sadly sometimes end up like Christopher reasons like dude like those are real scars and like there's no safety but like having someone who can physically do those things like more power to him rambo I mean, three it, he was riding a real horse carrying a real dead goat <laughs> yeah uh i mean yeah like i i honestly okay. think that you know there should be more wrestlers in no. And stuff like that. Because, I mean, like, no, no, no. I mean, like, ones that can act. Not okay. all of them. All right. Uh, but there there are some that can act that should be good. Like, I still think The Miz would be a phenomenal Luke Cage. What? Uh, not- a phenomenal Luke Cage? Yeah. Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. I'm oh, sorry. Wow. Not Luke Cage. Sorry. <laughs> wow, dude. I mean, he meant to say uh, Nicolas Cage because he loves. He, he, yeah. Like, well, like, uh, Tommy said uh, uh, Luke Cage earlier, and I was like, I didn't remember. I, I haven't seen that show. So Luke Cage is um, Sweet Christmas. Sweet I'll, I'll take your Christmas. <laughs> Sweet Christmas. Um, but yeah, it's like I, I think you would make a good Johnny Cage. Actually, who I really want to be that I want Casper Van Dien just because. No, dude, no. What's done. wrong with Casper Van Dien? He's done. He's done. He's done. Is this is a wrestler. Uh, 
Kind of no, uh, he's not. guy from Starship, Starship Troopers. Troopers. Oh. Uh, Wow. No. Okay. He would make, like why wouldn't now. he make a good? Like, if, we're, if we're doing no. the whole, like, Johnny Cage is kind of like the washed up, uh, you know, dude who's trying to get get back into it. It's like, yeah, Caster Van Dien would be perfect. Plus, he's ripped. Can I go back and to the movie for a second? <laughs> yes. Uh, I think that Zack Snyder should do uh, a Starship Troopers movie. When Because uh, we haven't had one of those in a while. When Dieter looks at Guzman, and I want to say Guzman. Um, when Dieter looks at Guzman and says, I like your haircut, or is it hairstyle? One of those two. Uh, that's, uh, that was a, that was a peak moment for me because I spent the, the movie up to that point going, they have very similar haircuts. And then they referenced it. They address was, it. Yeah. That was that meta sort of. Not like in, uh, uh, the Avengers movie where, uh, where Peter Parker doesn't, you know bring up the fact that both Doctor Strange and Tony Stark looks the exact same because it's the same character. I mean, the Russo, brothers, the Russo brothers were like, we can't be that referential. I'm like, right, right. You guys already talked about Alien and Star Wars at the same, <laughs> within two movies. So I'm like, ah, yeah. at a certain point, you kind of like, you know, we're drawing very thin lines. But uh, yeah. no, yeah, I, I do like also just this like continuing of, Dave Batista wearing small glasses. I, I think yeah. it's, it's it's yes. I'm I, with I, you on that. It's 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 kind of like um I don't know. There's there's something really interesting about that aspect because Dave Batista is a big man, but it humanizes like, him. Yeah, he, and I think about it in Blade Runner, where you yeah. first see him and he has like those tiny glasses. I'm like, is that the, that's Dave Batista? And he's quiet. He's very mm-hmm. measured, very mm-hmm. level, and you only you know when you get to the roughhousing scene it's like oh yeah there's dave batista yeah he he plays a leader he isn't like uh omega symbol who's like he is the pretty much the muscle where like um theo rossi's character comes in and starts like trying to be an asshole to everybody and then he's like i'll hold the saw and then he comes in he's like this is my saw and it's like okay so he's muscle right like you could see like the roles that people are playing and batista's scott just like no i'm the leader i'm the one that brought everyone together and it's like I like this because I think there's a weird misconception with male masculinity, um, especially with hero types, that they have to be the loud one, the one in charge, the one calling all the shots, less of the planned out one. There's always that that techie side, but then that gets kind of filled by a person who has the one skill that they actually need to get in, which is Dieter. Yeah. Um, and so I was just like, it, 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 it doesn't um, push it very forward, but it starts taking away where all the macho men heroes are everything. You know, they're more yeah. uh, celebrated for their leadership or their ability to corral people together. Yeah. I've said this to Josh. I just interrupted you. Deal no. with it. I'll say it again. I'm a huge fan of, and this comes back, this goes back to like 1987 with uh, Predator. Mm. Predator, I love. Where, yeah. Where, the squad, the mm-hmm. team, where each individual has a certain job. I'm a sucker for those movies. I'll watch them all the time, any anytime. Uh, and Batista really plays that really well. He is he's the muscle, but he's actually the leader. Mm-hmm. And that's it. There are other people who are the muscle. The guy who flexes his biceps while he's carrying the giant saw. There's the safe cracker. There's this and that. And everyone has their own. I'll I'll I migrate to those instantly whether or not they're a bad movie or, or a good movie i want to see that because i want to see that team get through something 
And every yeah. once in a while, somebody gets picked off and somebody dies, and the you know, you're left with one or two people who survive. But I love that, and this is that's why one of the reasons why this movie resonates with me because it's got that family sort of yeah, feel to it. And I think the cool thing that they did with the opening sequence was establish that these people that's were it, just yeah. normal people too. And so like yeah. it it takes and that's where like the I guess connective fiber of the heist film and the zombie team up of like you have to have a team. And yeah. so like these are like the Ocean's team, but then Ocean's, they're jacked. Yeah. Like even Dieter is ripped. Like let's be honest, that is the most ripped nerdy dude. I've, that's he's Billy. Pretty ripped. That's Billy from Power Rangers. After he got bullied, and he's like, "I'm just gonna get jacked." <laughs> and so if anyone talks, you know, mad mess, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat him up. I'm like, yeah, that's Dieter, right. Dieter, yeah. Dieter could whoop my butt all day. Yeah, Dieter yeah. works out. He works out. He lifts the weights. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, it's like let's get him the tiniest polo shirt that yeah. we could possibly find in props and that is what he will wear um honestly that that's kind of what i like uh dieter and vanderhoe like the, they were the ones that i was like when they get separated by everybody and like the zombies are i was just kind of like guys just get in the vault both of you just get in the vault like that's what i was hoping and i was like they'll be fine they'll survive um, why didn't dieter get in the vault and zach this is probably the the worst thing that he does in the world if there's a track record for it he just says things that people like like people who are fans of his work <laughs> like to hear and he yeah. said i will use the rule if you don't see the body they may not be dead then i'm like dude don't do this to me yeah like if dieter's alive then he's alive don't say he might be alive like that's like mace window well, I mean, for like, me. i'm like dude he that's has right. to he has to that's get out it. of the mace. city and everything he's dead through the zombies because there's a nuke. Same thing with Coyote. I was like, we don't actually see her die. Like, she gets the thing, like, in her shoulder. But it's like, that's okay. You can live from that. Boromir got shot three times. Um, he didn't so... have a nuke dropped on him. But Boromir had a nuke dropped on him? Didn't. Sorry. Uh, um, well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's like, but also, Coy- thing, but no, thing, Coyote like... knows this place more than everyone else. She exactly. might know if there's another safe. She may be able to go like, flip, 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 <laughs> okay. and get out. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> She goes to Circus Circus and jumps in the safe. And uh, oh no, I wouldn't go Army to the I dead, wouldn't go to Coyote Circus lives. Circus. There's Ooh. a zombie tank that she got inside of. Sure. Yeah. Okay. But, fair um, enough. No, I think also uh, one thing that I really want to point out too is kind of like this feminist agenda that Zack Snyder has, and I think it's really cool that somehow like it kind of goes over a lot of people's heads. I think for you guys, it's not something that's. Uh, it's not subtle where you're like, Oh, I see what you're doing. But like, for some reason, I think somehow a lot of people tend to think that like, he doesn't kind of respect women in that way. But like, if you look at this film, it has a lot of the stuff that like, I think the last Jedi got in trouble for where uh, you have Maria who is, you know, second to Scott. And if anything, she can make decisions um, in his state in his stead. And then you have Lily who is, who's more, who knows more about the zombies and what happens in Vegas than anyone in the team. And then again, like I mentioned earlier, Kate, who literally is probably the person we should have been rooting for. Right. Sure. Because this is someone that we, uh, you know, who, who has altruistic motives. And so you have these characters who, these women characters who, um, have a sense of, and, and then you have Tig who yeah. is, they don't have take. They're not out of there. They're not out of there, but also she's the only one that can fly the helicopter. Yeah. And so like there is that, you know, that idea or that, I guess the, the de- destroy destruction of, you know, women can't use heavy machinery. And they do that multiple times where like, 
Maria's on the Gatling gun, and then now Tig is like the literally only person who can fly this hunk of junk helicopter. Like no one else could fix it but her. And so yeah. there's that really cool thing that they're not, they're not just there for uh, cannon fodder, but they actually serve. And and the guys there kind of almost are just the muscle. They could have almost been replaced by anybody else. That's so right. I thought that was like kind of a really interesting way of again re redefining a little bit of what horror genre is. And when you have team build up movies, like obviously we're seeing more and more that these ensemble films, if not future films are starting to represent the world around us. Right. So we're going to have people of, you know, different, uh, you know, people of color and then different, uh, uh, sexual orientations and stuff like that. So I was like, this is, and I always say like Zack Snyder does not have a diversity issue with his films. And like, no. I think that's really cool. That's really, really cool. Uh, like Dawn of the Dead, he's got Americans and Canadians. <laughs> so that's, that's and he's got oof. and he's got Richard Cheese. He's in love. What? What? <laughs> you know Richard Don. Cheese, right? And he he's in and he's in um uh, the opening of uh of of this film too. Oh you broke Jason. Oh my goodness, Richard Cheese. <laughs> I I was surprised. I was so surprised to see that Richard Cheese was in another uh, Zack Snyder zombie film. I was like, <laughs> wow, how consistent. Uh, he uses the people he likes. Yeah, but also in an Alison Crow coming back at the end for uh, uh, Bad Moon. What what's the song? Bad Moon Rising. Bad Moon Rising. Oh, I thought that. I I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed. Yeah, that I a did lot. too. I did too. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> are you looking up Richard Cheese right now? Josh? Yeah, I don't know what the heck you guys so are talking about. Richard so Cheese, like... he he sings popular songs in a lounge style. So yeah. in Dawn of the Dead, he sings uh, Which "Let is the perfect for Let Vegas. the bodies hit the floor." Um, yeah. in like, come on, you mother, hit the bodies, hit the floor. And it's like it's 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 making fun of the of the idea, and um, that song is pretty much about like, get down with the sickness, right? But so it's like it's subverting right. kind of like that grim dark zombie thing because that's what john of the dead is all about and so you're having richard cheese at the beginning <laughs> sing about las vegas and how it's Love this it. wonderful place to be but it's like if you know who richard cheese is like it's a double entendre of parody of like this is not where you want to be this sucks everyone should yeah. get out of vegas and if you okay. look at the name richard and you break it down to what people would call someone named richard i won't go any further grayson yes yeah. anyway grayson cheese <laughs> Tommy. Grace and cheese. Um, and so cheese. so what would you guys give this on our scale of uh, pass, stream, rent, or buy? So, Tom, I don't think you've been on since we've since we've done one of these. No. Have you? Okay, so pass is, that one's self-explanatory. Um, so pass it, I, I don't want to watch this. Stream is, you would catch it on like a Netflix or something, but you wouldn't pay extra money for it. Rent, you would spend like the... Four ninety nine or whatever it is to rent the movie, um, or buy it. You know, like physically own it. Physically own it. Yes. Hmm. It's kind of hard because the hindsight is it's available to stream at this point, so it's like you could just do that. Yeah. I mean, for me, slightly breaking the rule, like go to the theater and watch it. But uh, I guess that kind of puts it into rent. that would be like a rent. Yeah. Um, like the, the, we we only we started doing that because of quarantine and everything since like movie theaters were closed. So it's like, well, we can't say go to a theater, like, because then it, w- it would be like, would you pay matinee prices? Would you pay full price for it? You know, what would you do for it? I mean, I think th- this is kind of an interesting Rorschach test. Like, if you don't like zombies and heists, then you're not gonna like this. But if you nice, do, uh, nice, nice with the Rorschach, by the way. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't even know. But like, oh, it, the guy from that DC film. That was directed by that one guy that we're talking about right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like yeah, like go to a theater at least rent it. Like, if you like these kind of genre films, then buy it. But yeah, rent. I would say full rent. Give the money, okay. support it in that way. Jason. Well, given the scale, what it is, I, I would say buy it so you can watch it over and over. But that's like 20 years ago mentality. Yeah. Uh, now we can stream it over yeah. and over, and I'm paying the monthly. Uh, yeah, but you're always going to get better better quality with a disc than you are with a stream. You okay. know what I mean? You know what? So if that's the case, I would say buy it. I'm going to rescind. I'm going to say buy it. You know why? Because there's so much behind the scenes stuff, and even Netflix yeah. has like a, this is yeah. how it was made. And so I'm like, that's a really cool thing you should do. So buy it because also you'll want to rewatch it multiple times over. And we haven't even talked about like those like crazy things that I like Mm -hmm. I saw on the internet once it came out on Netflix. And I was just like, did I even watch this movie? Because I didn't see any of this. Like at the very beginning (laughs) with the two lights that fly away. Yeah. And I was like, what are you? What is is this? This is fake, right? There were aliens. The Easter eggs. Yeah. Not even really Easter eggs. I mean, wait, are you are you being facetious? No, I didn't know. Yeah, anything at the about very that. beginning, when like the 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 guards are watching the convoy go away with the payload, there are two lights in the sky that fly away, and I'm like, whoa! And then, then you and then if you blink, you'll you'll miss that some of these zombies are robots. Yeah, that was pretty well. See, I didn't know if they were robots or if that was like the him because like when when the alpha gets shot. There's the the blue, blue that explodes out of him because and we see that when it it the same thing happens with Sergeant Kelly because he's one of the shortlist guards that's there uh, who I think he's the one that he gets shot by Guzman. Um, same thing with him. So I, I assumed that was like part of since they were one of like the alphas, like basically. Cause, I mean, like because they're alphas and then you know I mean he's the alpha and then like you've got the everybody who's kind of like bit by him. I was assuming people that got bit by him directly, mm. they be, they got the blue stuff and they got special zombied. Uh, Zack Snyder is one of the rombie, uh, rombie, the robot zombies. <laughs> are they actual robots though, or are they like he's like uh, uh, yeah, like that's a robot. And so for mm. me, I'm thinking like it's because it's Area 51, right? And so if they're going to go in that direction where like they were tampering with the human genes, they probably yeah, sent in, they probably sent out prototype weapons like cyborgs in it's my mind. crazy it's a totally another hour of discussion of yeah. course but which is yeah. like crazy oh so. i'm on a buy two i'm on a buy two just because i mean i thought it was really good like i i, I want to see this again but not streaming and hopefully on a better tv so just because oh. the pixel thing man it was like killing me <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i want to see more of Zack snyder sitting in his office going hey let's look at the storyboard stuff uh oh yeah it's uh Ah, it's over on the bookshelf here. And it's like 30 seconds of him looking for a binder mm-hmm. to there, show you how he storyboarded the intro to, to the credit scene to something. And I'm like, wow, this guy is like, he's got other things on his mind, but they're like, let's shoot this now. And he's not prepared. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was great. And that's, I think that's one thing he can't be uh, accused of is being lazy. Um, right. Yeah. If you don't like his, his style or his vision or like his, you agree with his, uh, I guess, viewpoints sure um but like he draws it all out and like the ones that he did on the the paper app on his ipad i'm like 
these yeah. are beautiful drawings. He's and I'm good. Like, geez, and then and then that's the thing. It's like he also shot the thing, and so like there there is like for to me like the film filmmaker film goer person like just seeing like this person wrote it, directed it, produced it, and shot it like that's kind of like a cool like see, watching a Steven Soderbergh film where it's like it's just an oh, experience yeah. just to watch it and see if it like how well does it do, but then also for the you know regular popcorn audience like. There's a lot of fun things, and if you don't want to look far into it, it's a popcorn flick. If you really want to start breaking it down, like there's a lot to offer, and you'll find it. I, I do like the the implication that Zeus actually went and had to go bite Valentine. Like that was, I, I like the implication that he was just like, <laughs> I'm gonna go in and bite that tiger. Like that to me is just like, there you go. But as a zombie, fearless. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Um. And we, yeah, we didn't even talk about zombie babies. Uh, okay, very quickly, that baby was too big for the size of that woman's body. I'm sorry, that's my a, opinion. If it's an no. if it's an alien robot zombie, like we don't know the gestation period. I, no, it's too big. I, it I'm, made no it made no sense, and it was ridiculous. I, Something I, this big, maybe. But look was at it, her, she was. Is is it is it more or less ridiculous that they cloned? <laughs> a child and made it whatever Jurassic World 2 was well, like, we're, like we're dinosaur the child. Zombi- a dino we're in child the zombie like, world. <laughs> zombies exist that's fine they're real we believe that that's fine but a baby that big in a woman whose waist was this big she was svelte she True. looked great she looked like an I don't athlete. think it was that big cuz like when it was he that pulls big. it out well she wasn't showing that's what that he's saying big. she wasn't showing at all not at all. Like she looked like she could she just a do washboard. A, she could have done a triathlon and been fine. She, she was, was like Cirque du Soleil. Like not even first trimester. Well, what you don't, like, well, what you don't know is, is zombie baby is eating her internal organs. And that's what so I was, was going to say. That's like, we don't, why the supernatural world, right? And like Fair I enough. feel, I feel bad to bring up this as a reference point, but like even in Twilight, like her. Yeah, vamp- she didn't show until like it was like boom, it was there. <laughs> yeah, but that that in the book because I dated a girl who read all the books. I that read vampire the book. It's okay. baby. You can say you read the books. I did not. I, I bought them. I, I promise. She, apparently, that baby punched out of her stomach. Right. That's and I'm true. like, that baby had muscle to literally do that. And I was like, vampire baby, right? So this beluga baby, this zombie baby, <laughs> alien blue baby, zombie yeah. baby. Okay, fair. That's fair enough. And I thought that. I thought, well, there's stuff at play that we don't get. But also, let's. But it was still. Be, let, let's be fair. It's a zombie baby. It's going to be weird and ridiculous. And it's like this doesn't make sense at all. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Yeah, like, you know, it, it, I don't think it takes away your enjoyment of the film, but it's like... No, it didn't. This is a uh, zombie baby. Uh, <laughs> zombie baby. Just to kind of go with with you there, Jason, uh, to be fair, uh, to be fair moment, um, Alien, those face huggers, like, it comes out of... It comes out of people, and, like, they're not showing. You mean the chest bursters? Yeah. So, like, the face hugger gets on them, yeah. and a little chest burster comes out. They're not showing. Because they live until... in the lungs. Yeah, they, they they work their way around the organs, but babies occupy that space, and they need that space. Uh, what am I? What Human am I, a doctor? babies do. <laughs> right. We don't know about zombabies. Right. Um, Fair enough. Zombabies. Anyway, on that wonderful bombshell, I think it's time to end. We've gone a little long. It's great. Uh, Sorry. But, uh, no, no, it's all good. This is a fun episode. Tom, where can people find you social media-wise? They can find mm-hmm. uh, me... On Twitter, 
all the things. Just if you want to find me, I don't know why. You should just be listening to what's a fandom. These two wonderful people, but uh, at Tall Dark Not Ugly, and then if you want to find where you can hear more of uh, my Zack Snyder apologistness, uh, or just me rambling about other movies and other things like that, on at Nerdon TV um, or at Nerdon. So uh, I think the only one that doesn't have Nerdon TV is Twitch. But yeah, at Nerdon TV for everything, and uh, check that out. Nice, uh, Jason. Uh, I do want to say that I get so much of my uh, social, not social media, um, pop culture within the last year from Tom on Twitter. Oh, uh, and I'm a lot sorry. Of I'm so sorry. I, no, it's good. It just it opens up a whole. new You have world your for me. finger on the pulse of stuff that I'm not paying attention yeah, to. Yeah, like where? And then and then you post stuff? it, and I'm like. Oh, okay. It's exactly right. I actually feel that about you guys because I'm like, I see you guys doing cool things, and then like, Josh, I feel like you'd never stop making shows, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, I'm like, how does he get these guests and hosts? I'm like, oh my god. Like, I know he recorded this like three weeks ago too, so I'm like, oh my goodness. (laughs) That's the other half for me. It's like Josh is always interviewing new people for shows. Some shows I've never heard of. So. I'm very fortunate. Jason only to know knows people. of like four shows. Yeah, that, like, he knows of horror movies, and then the shows that he's been on, and that is all that he knows. That's all I care about. I was gonna say that uh, sounds like a really great existence. Mine is just <laughs> filled with anxiety, and I'm just like anxiety, angry yeah. at like what the movie going experience has become. Like, oh guys, we could just love things, guys. I look at your tweets movies. and I think, oh, there's more pop culture stuff I need to worry about. Um, so anyway, you can find me at uh, very boring uh, at symbol at a boy Simpson. On Twitter and at Simstagrams on Instagram. Nice. And we'll put everybody's links and everything in the show notes. So if you want to find them, check them out. Um, follow Tom because, yeah, he, like I said, he's got a bunch of cool social follow media Tom. stuff. Jason, uh, he's been posting My Little Pony stuff recently. Yeah, there's not a whole lot so, of interesting stuff there. Did, that, did you already do that signing or is that is that coming up still? This Friday, comes Saturday. out Monday, so I don't know. <laughs> It'll be, yeah, yeah, we already did it. Ah, okay. Sorry, guys, you missed Sorry. it. Yeah. Uh, but follow Jason if you want more of his stuff to get autographs. And I get—I don't well, know how whatever. that goes. Like, yeah. do they get to talk to you for like two minutes? It'll be for an hour. Is that how that they works? Can talk to me however long they want. Also got a lot really? of good tips on how to read scripts and then uh, deliver perform at the same time by you know using your eye to look at the script and same time. Yeah, that was. I was just like. Tips and Part tricks. of me was like, I need to get away from Jason. Well, for, for a me, while. I'll, I'll, what we're little, talking about. For me, I, I was gonna say like, this is why I can never be an actor, and I think <laughs> actors are so underappreciated because they work so hard to do things that they should not be able to do. <laughs> That's right, we are. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Can you find the podcast on Instagram at What's Up Fandom on Twitter at What's Up Fandom PC for podcast? All of our episodes available iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, basically anywhere that you can download a podcast. We're there. Uh, we also have uh, we're also on YouTube, so you can check us out there. We're going to be starting streaming soonish. Ooh. We've got something in the works for a show that we've done. We've covered a lot of times on this podcast. So they've got a new video game coming out. So that may be our first thing. Um, Interesting. You can also check out our website, animationstationpodcast.com. Thanks to 1 out of 10 for the intro and outro for this episode. And thanks to Wild Bill Soda for sponsoring this episode. Uh, be sure and go to drinkwildbills.com. Use code FANDOM10 at checkout. Get 10% off your purchase. Get yourself some delicious soda. And some of these cute little... Look yeah, at these. Those look are at cute. these little mini mugs. I want to drink look at it. Those look, look handmade, hand-hammered. 
It's like carrots. It's a lot can, of love. You can put some there. water in it and you can. Or alcohol. Delicious. Or alcohol, you know, if you want. Yep. We don't judge. Um, but guys, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. This was this was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, no problem. Uh, so for What's Up Fandom, I'm Josh. I'm Jason. And I'm Tom. Bye, everybody. Bye. See ya. I have a well, desire to call you Tommy every once in a while, and I just hope that I just want that to be okay because I won't do it if it's not no, cool. cool. Totally cool. All right, all right. Second, well, call me, you can also call me asshole or dipshit or I've done that, just yeah, not in public. Yeah. All right. Well, now my statement fun. is, your hair looks amazing. It Look does. It's it very nice. It's fantastic. I'm, it makes I'm it makes to get me the very gel. Long. Oh yeah. So. Very good. And then people are like asking me to like do stuff with it. I'm like, I'm probably gonna cut it soon. Uh, I'm not pop. Pop that shit in a bun. I do bun when I work. There you go. And also, I'm, I I I want to go out and date, and I don't know if this plays that well if I don't got like the dope Khal Drogo physique yet. But if, right if you do it in, if it. if you, I feel like if you have it in the bun, and then when you get to, uh, you know, the the after hours, you can be like bun off, shake, 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 like that, and it would be cool. Uh huh. I, I mean, yeah, but also I get like, man, I, I just want to put a red bandana and be like, I'm a Liu Kang. I'm the oh, yeah. there you go. side character of this new Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> you can't hide that nerdness. You got to keep it. I know, but I, I mean, I, you know, you, you dress, you can dress it up. I'm just saying. Yep. But yeah, I, I'm, I am, I am going to shave it. I just don't know when, and I'm going to donate it all. So. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's, that's great. Well, you got to grow for another year then. I don't know. What do you need? You need at least eight inches, right? That's what you do. Said. You? I've seen some people who got it shorter than this. And I don't know for it. guys' hair. I don't know if you have to have it for guys' hair like that. Oh, okay. Cause, just because right, well. guys' hair doesn't like when they do like men's wigs, it's not that is not as long. Regardless, it's lustrous and thick and long and dark, and it just looks amazing. I wish people talked about my other body parts like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Speaking of Tom's other body parts, welcome everybody to What's Up. <laughs> yeah, there's the intro. That's how we start. That's how we start. All right. And begin.